Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for the joy we have in being your children. Lord, your word is to us every time, come unto me. Whether we're succeeding, whether we're failing, whether we're in the right spirit, or the wrong spirit, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you say to us, come. We thank you that you say that we can approach you with boldness. And now as I bring this message about David and his heart that was always after you, I just pray that you will set a guard over my lips and Lord, by your spirit, touch the words that I am saying. Lord, your word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. Amen. Amen. We live in a world where sin is treated very lightly. People try and excuse it with all sorts of different names for it. You've had a poor family background. Or you've been overcome by circumstances. Or temptation got too much. And uh, even like someone like Winston Churchill said that uh, he called a lie a terminological inexactitude. Wow. <laughs> People try to play down what sin is. But right at the beginning of the Bible, sin enters in. Sadly, Adam and Eve hadn't probably been around for very long before sin crept in. And Adam and Eve sinned. Now, the strange thing about their particular sin is that after they sinned with God, who they had a close relationship and been blessed so much, their reaction was that they hid. They hid from God. Some people may think it's because they were just ashamed. It said the reason they were ashamed and they had to cover the bodies up because that's one of the effects of sin. But uh, it was more than that. The scripture said their eyes were opened. They suddenly realized how great God was and how insignificant really they were. 
հանկարծնանք անդրադարձան որ ինչքան հոյակապ էր աստված եւ իրանք ինչքան չնչին and rather than continuing the relationship of fellowship close fellowship they had had with god եւ փոխարեն կարողանաշարունակելու անմտերիմ հաղորդակցություն որ աստու հետ ունեցել էին they hid կախնաբան Cain later on I'm not going to get through every sin so don't worry I'm not going to get through every sin in the Bible but the... But one of the next sins was Cain's sin when he killed his brother And uh, uh, it's his his reaction was to become Yes, mithe im yakhpor spahapanen em. And uh, the Lord said sin is crouching at your door. Astats pataskhanets aselov vor mekhke khodrana zungia chokel. Meaning that it and said to him you must master you must master the sin that's trying to take over your life. Ah, napatak asuaner vor du petke hakhtes ngches ait mekhkin vor chokel e khotana dran. And even as Christians we can start to excuse ourselves for sins that we've committed maybe many times and for a long time men christonianer ser yerpemes ksmek pacharabanutyuner berel yerpor mekhken gortsu but god treats sin seriously abats astu hamar mekhke shat tsaner mi hartse and we have to master the sin in our lives yev menk petke karoganank hakhtel ayn mekhkin vor goychun oni mer kyanki mech we become so insensitized to sin that we start to excuse ourselves for sometimes quite awful thoughts that can go on in our head yerpema ayn zga zga zgayun linel vor petke unenank menk zerkis talis enk yev vat mutker yev megavor mutker tul enk talis vor mer mutki mech achi but i'm not here to talk so much about sin as our reaction to god when we sin Ես չեմ ուզում այսօր մեղքի մասին խոսալ, այլ ուզում եմ բացատրեմ, որ ինչպես մենք պետք է արցականքենք աստու դիմաց, երբ որ մենք մեղք են գործել։ And uh, I'm going to look particularly at the life of David to illustrate how our response to sin in our lives should be. Ուզում ենք ուսումնասիրենք Դավիթի կյանքը եւ սովորենք, որ ինչպես մենք պետք է արցականքենք, եթե մեղք են գործել աստու դիմաց։ In uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11 We read about his sin, a famous sin with Bathsheba, where uh, he had adultery with her, committed adultery, and also killed her husband. David is considered by many people as an example of what a godly person should be. David հաշատերը կողմից ամենալ լավ օրինակն է որ աստու մարդը ինչպես պետք է լինի։ And some people just remember this particular sin of David of Bathsheba and uh, uh, killing Uriah her husband. Բայց մեծ մասը մարդիկ հիշում են Դավիթի գործած այս մեղքը Բաշիբայի հետ եւ նրա ամուսնուն սպանելը։ But actually David sinned a lot. բայց իրականության մեջ դավիթը շատ եւ շատ մեղքեր գործեց um, how did he deal with it եւ այդ մեղքերը գործելուց հետո ինչ քայլ վերցրավ նա i'm just going to read a bit about uh, bathsheba with bathsheba it's 2 samuel chapter 
verses 2 to 5. Hilda, I'm going to stop after each verse. And okay. Hilda's going to... 2 Samuel, chapter 11, verses 2 to 5. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. And sometimes people, when they excuse their sins, say, well, in this area, they may say, well, the person's very beautiful. Well, that's natural to react that way. David started to head in the wrong direction. And he sent someone to find out about her. The man said, Isn't this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. She had purified herself from her uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. Now I'm going to jump on to verses 4 to 16. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. Here David has committed his sin and he wants to cover it up because it's very hard, especially in those days, to hide a pregnancy. And he tried to get Uriah to go in to have sex with his wife Bathsheba so it looked like he was the father. But Uriah was an honorable man. And he didn't go into his wife. He was thinking about the other soldiers who he'd been with. So David wrote this letter. In it, he wrote, put Uriah in the front line where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him so that he will be struck down and die. And then it goes on to say uh, on verses uh, 16 and 17, so while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. Strongest defenders. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell, 
Moreover, moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Now at this point, David didn't feel too bad about things. And we can become insensitized ourselves, even though we're people of God, to sin. And life also can make us hardened to our sensitivity to sin. David has had to kill many people in warfare. I'm not against warfare. My son Joshua wants to go into the army. But it's very hard to live a caring life when you had to kill people. So, basically, he'd sinned, and then Nathan, the prophet, has to come along to him. And he had to point out sin to the sin to David. And he was clever. Because he brought out of David the self-righteousness that most of us try to cover up our sin with. He told David a story about a man who had loads of sheep, but he took and killed one sheep that one poor man had. He only had one sheep. And David, rather than taking out of his own flocks, not David, but the rich man, rather than taking out of his own flocks, took the poor man's. And David in his self-righteousness said, that the man has sinned, he must be put to death, he's done an awful thing. And then Nathan pointed out that David had done something much worse. Now, with David, though he had been sinned and though he was a hardened man, a military man, a tough man, uh, he was touched by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, or there's actually a book which is named after, uh, written about the life of David, which is called A Heart After God. And we know that David had a heart after God. What does that mean? That means no matter what happened in David's life, he'd be always turning his eyes back to God. And 
And I'd ask you a question now. Are you really seeking the Lord? Not just necessarily to get out of an awkward situation like David. But because you really love the Lord. Do you want to restore that relationship that's been lost because of your sin? And uh, very often we sit lightly in our relationship to God. But the Bible urges us to seek God at all times. And that's what it means by somebody that has a heart after God. Do we really glorify God when God manages to do something in us that has really been a blessing to people? Do we glorify God? Do we keep our eyes on God or do we look on ourselves to take the credit? Are we so close to God that we can hear the slightest adjustment to our walk with Him? Now, at this point, I just want to say something. Sometimes people can have an overactive conscience. And I suffered from that at one time. I used to think, do I put a, this tie on or that tie, which does God want? Um, and should I eat now or later? And uh, we have to, uh, to recognise when our consciences are actually making us too zealous but we do need to be close to God if we really want to maintain a good relationship with him. And the problem with sin is that it takes us further from God and even separates us. Amen. The Bible is, even in the New Testament, it is very strong. It says the wages of sin is death. But David, when he realized and was convicted by the Holy Spirit that he'd done something wrong, he didn't seek to hide from God. Nor did he excuse himself. And I'm going to read a bit of Psalm 51, which is written immediately after, soon after David had committed this sin with Bathsheba and Uriah. 
Here is a man who really loved God. Jesus himself says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I'll just say, you can't enter into eternal life or a relationship with Jesus by keeping the commandments. And many religions, even Christian groups and churches, teach that you have to be keeping the Ten Commandments to get to heaven. It's only on the basis of faith that we are given eternal life, faith in Jesus Christ. But when we have received Jesus and we are full of the Holy Spirit and we are following God, we keep Jesus' commandments. Now, David loved God David and he had a real relationship with God. It wasn't a set of rules. It wasn't even what he knew intellectually. David wasn't as wise as his son. He wasn't a particularly intellectual man. But his relationship was based on a real love from his heart that he had And one of the things I look forward to at the end of every meeting is when Terry comes up to me and say, I say, uh, she'll say, oh, that wasn't bad. And she'll say, it was from your heart. Or such and such a person was preaching from their heart. Our heart is the deepest part of us. And it's with that that we need to gauge our relationship with God, not our emotions or feelings only, but it has to be based on a whole aim, devotion, everything to God. Now I'm just going to read through Psalm 51, which is the how David reacted. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to read I'll, all I'll, of it I can either. Read 51 if you prefer. Which do you prefer? I'll, I'll, I'll read bit by bit because then I, I can preach on, on okay. the bits that we, we, we talk. Um, right, so David reacts like this. He says, Have mercy on me, God. According to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. David had got to the point where he knew he could not rely on himself. 
And he was looking at the character of God. The fact that God had unfailing love. Great compassion. And later on we see others of his attributes and, and his God's character. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Unless we're totally hardened to sin, sin's always going to come back into our mind until we put it right with God. And now David says to God, against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Unlike Adam and Eve, David has a right view of himself. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Hyssop was just a little small plant, quite a tough little plant, but a small one. And the Jews in the Old Testament would use hyssop to dip it into blood, and first of all, they used it on the lintel and the doorposts of the houses at the Passover. And sometimes it was used for cleansing for disease or to deal with sin. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. And now he prays a prayer which we do well to use in our own lives. I remember Ruth Yagnazar used to sing a song beautifully, which was uh, Refiner's Fire, Purify My Heart. And that's so needed for us. And I remember when she sang that, I thought, here's Ruth, who hardly does, you know, she hasn't had time to do the sort of things that I've done or whatever, and yet she's asking for a pure heart. Mm. 
չի արել, են սխալներ, որ ես եմ արել իմ կյանքեց մեջ, նա չի արել, ստեղ կանգնած, այդ աղոտ կնա երկում, որ տեր զտիր իմ սիրտս։ Եվ այն, որ ինձ համար շատ ազդեցիք էր այն ուժեղ և խորը սերը, որ ուներ ռութը դեպի Մի վրնդիր տեր աստված ինձ կոներ կայչունից և վերսուրի մեջ իս կոսուր փոքին։ Նա դա նեկս տենք, եվ 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 իմ պրկության ուրախությունը հետ վերադարձուրինց։ Եվ ինձ մի հոքիտ ուր, որ կարողանա ինձ պահի։ Եմ շուրթերը սպացիր տեր։ Որ իմ բերանը սկո պարկը աղաղակի։ Մյուս համար ենց ծույց է տալի, որ իսկապես մենք ինչքան աստուն կարիք ունենք։ Նորիս դավիտը խոսում է աստու հետ։ Եթե դու հաջույք ստանայիլ մատաղներից, ես մատաղ կբերեին։ Հաջույք եթե ստանայիր խունգից բայց այն մատաղն ես ուզում, որ լինի իմ կոտրված հոքին և կոտրված սիրտս։ Մի սիրտ, որ կոտրված և ընգջված է։ Սա կարևոր չեր Հիսուսի ամար, որտև նա երբեք մեկ չգործեց։ բայց իր մարդ մասը կոտրվեց խաչի վրա մեր մեղկերի համար։ Եվ աղաղակեց իմ աստված, իմ աստված, ինչու ինձ վրնդել ես։ Եվ ասում է դավիթնան ասելով, որ դու կհասկան ասսա։ Հավանաբար դուք լսել եք ես եսի անգամներ ասել են։ Աստված մեր դեմ չի, երբ որ մենք մեղք են գործել, նա մեզ հետ է դեմ լինելով մեր առած մեղքին։ Իմ երեխաներս հիմա մեկ ժամանակից են անսում, որ տարբեր բաներ նրանց համար չալենջ է կյանքի մեջ։ Եվ կարծում եմ, որ նրանք երթեմը հավատացած եմ, որ ես ուզում եմ նրանց կյանքի հաջույքը մեջ իստան եմ։ Եվ երթեմը սխալման մենք կարող ենք չիշտ տա անել։ Կարող ենք կիլջոյ լինենք նրանց հաջույք Երբ որ երտասարդները պարաբանություն էին անում, եվ ես սկսամ մտացել իմ պարաբանության մասին։ 
David knew he could go back to God even though he'd committed adultery, partly responsible for a son dying and killed Uriah. Դավիթը շատ լավ իմանում էր, որ չնայած ամենամեծ մեղկերից էր գործել մարդ էր սպանել բրնապաներ էր որոշ կնոչը և իր զավակի մահվան պաճարներ է ղեկնակ կարող է
to sum up, my message is whatever you've done, however bad you think it is, even if you think it's the unforgivable sin, go back to God. Amen. Going to church won't necessarily give you the peace or relationship you want with God. Nor do we have to earn our way back to God. God wants a special relationship with each one of us. And no matter what anybody in this room has done or the life they're following, if they're trying the hardest to follow Jesus, God recognizes that. And he says, come unto me. Amen. Praise the Lord for this message. Uh, I don't want to start preaching. We're going to finish in five minutes by offering a prayer. Uh, but when I heard about David, it reminded me of something. And we want to say thank you to our brother George that uh, took us back to life of David. Uh, and I'm amazed that how much David was in love with the Lord despite all the major sins that he committed. Uh, and just like our brother George emphasized what an intimate relationship he had with the Lord. All of you have heard about brother Dibaj. He was in prison for nine years and one month. Uh, and then they martyred him. Two and a half years he was in solitary. He had no contact with anybody else. He did not even have a watch on his hand to know whether it's morning or night. He was totally disconnected with the rest of the world. But when he was released from the prison, he says the nicest, the most rewarding, the most fulfilling, the sweetest, and the most loving time were those two and a half years that he spent alone with the Lord. Uh, when they released him from solitary and he was with the other prisoners, uh, it was very sad. 
Contrary to rejoicing, it was sad. Another disturbing me, distracting me. I want to be alone with my Lord with that lovingly relationship. Now, while he was in the general prison, they allowed us to go and visit him. Brother Sam was visiting the Iran at that time. Brother Sam and Brother Edward went to visit him in prison. There were many prisoners in chains, one side, and we were on the other side, and they were all communicating with their visitors. It was difficult to hear what we were saying. When we met Brother Dibaj, he was so happy. How positive. His face was shining. Constantly with a smile on his face. And totally in love with the Lord. Whatever question we put to him, he kept talking about Jesus. What is your need, Dibaj? He talked about the heavens. He was so rich, that man. That we felt he is the one who has freedom and we are in prison. And when he finished saying what he was saying, and asked us, now you share with me. Brother Sam's reply was that, Brother Dibaj, by comparison to you, we consider ourselves very poor and You are so rich. You have reached the climax. We have come to encourage you, but we are returning encouraged by you. When we left the prison, my mind was occupied by this decision. What has Brother Dibaj that I'm lacking? One answer came to me. Dibaj was in love with the Lord. And I'm not. So us two brothers, we held hands and in tears, we begged the Lord that we want to be in love with you. When Brother Dibaj was released from the prison, he stayed with us five months. He visited different churches, different cities. And in one place they were doing an Alpha course. When he saw the class, when he saw the new believers, he called Brother Edward and said, I want to give you a word of advice. Jesus has said, make disciples. Uh, but it does not pay to have uh, disciples in persecuted countries. What you have to uh, prepare is people in love, not, not disciples. You have to prepare disciples who are in love with the Lord. And then they will put up with every kind of persecution. 
I envy people like that. And now when I read the Psalms of David, something that jumps out to me from there, he wasn't a man of rules and regulations. He had that unique relationship with in love. Morning and night, I'm thinking on you. I woke up in the middle of the night to praise you. In my bed, I praise you. First thing in the morning, I seek your face. I am totally attached to Like a dry river, I'm thirsty for you. People of the Lord did not have this type of relationship. He had tasted grace, understood grace. The story we heard today, he had realized, tasted the mercy of God. Therefore, he was in love with the Lord. Although he was punished a lot for his sins, but he never lost the love and the in-loveness that he had George, uh, Please do excuse me, Brother Edward, uh, Brother George, that after your preaching, I gave my testimony. I wanted to reaffirm what he preached. <laughs> Stand up, please, let us praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray that we will uh, taste and uh, appreciate the love and the mercy of God more. Brother Khalil, can I ask you to pray for this subject? Yes, brother Please is pray. going to pray for us. Hallelujah. 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 Kosseri <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen.
Amen. Ure mater aspazier for asteris estmen toch as khoske khorana yev matni mer matkeri yev sisteri mer yev lini mer euchan mek masates. As agotumek mer Jesus Christosi tangakin anunov. Amen. Amen. Այս երկ միասին երկենք կնալուց առաջ եւ Հիսուսին մեր հետ ծանենք մեր տուները։ We sing this uh, song together before we depart and we'll take Jesus home with us. Իմ տանս մեջ իմ տանս մեջ իմ տանս մեջ պետք ունեմ ես Հիսուսին։ The love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to be with us. Amen. Amen.